0: Well, hello, my friends. This is Lois Kofi and uh, this week is week two of my podcast journey. It's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. I've gotten some great feedback from you guys here in the first week. And this week is since it's week two and you're going to notice a theme. I'm going to be alternating. Week one is health. Last week we talked about mindset and mental health and how important that is right now it's always important but right now with this pandemic and with everything going on it is paramount for everything else that's why i started with the health week this week is about wealth and the title of today's talk is wealth is a mindset and i'm actually sitting out here you might hear some ambient background noise and that's my hope (laughs) since i'm new at this can't tell um There's a beautiful creek in my backyard. There's birds singing. It's uh, about 5.30 p.m. Sun is just starting to set over the mountains. We live in a canyon. You might even hear some frogs on occasion. And this, uh, this talk really today is not about what you think it might be. When people hear wealth, they might think money right? And you're you're probably thinking, well, Lois, yeah, isn't that the goal? Healthy and wealthy and wise? It's part of your podcast theme. Well, I really want to set the stage here because wealth is so not about money. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is abundance. So opposite of lack or scarcity. Wealth could be just some other examples could be your social capital. How many friends and relationships and connections do you have? When times are hard, like right now, I hear some people say, and you know, I've had the thought. Like, I feel alone, and it's like, what about what about your Facebook friends? What about your LinkedIn connections? What about your 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 friends from all over the world? You actually now have time to call them and do a Zoom or a Skype or a FaceTime or. Facebook Messenger call. Think about that. You are wealthy by having friends. Think of Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela. Some of the greatest didn't have a lot of money, but they had abundance in the way of they found their true calling, their true purpose in life. They put service to many above themselves and it fueled their heart their passion was abundant and so there's really three key components and this is going to be an ongoing conversation because again every second week of my three-week trifecta my trilogy every second week is going to be about wealth and yes this friday I am interviewing a woman who I call her essentially a money goddess. She's a money coach slash financial advisor. She's got a really cool thing going. And yes, we we are going to talk about saving, investing a little bit, you know, just what to do in times of crises like right now. And I'm going to give you some tips today, Um, but before I give you those tips, I want to just really focus on that mindset and think about this think about yourself and you may want to come away with a call to action today to have an affirmation around abundance or wealth and you could make it about money like one of my favorite quotes is money flows freely to me i'm a money magnet i'm good with money. And maybe you'll think of something else. Maybe you'll focus on I am a giver. I am an abundant giver. Have you really thought about that? Because here's what I know. And this is a little bit of my personal story. Maybe you can relate when the Great Recession happened. And essentially, I lost everything. I couldn't pay my bills for honestly the first time in my life. I came out of college debt-free, guys. I thought I knew all I needed to about money. I thought I had life figured out. I thought I was gonna be a millionaire by the time I was 30. And actually when I lost everything, which also showed me who my best and truest friends were at the time, I realized wealth was so much more. Because you see, when the recession happened, I, I freaked out. I had never had my bank account cleaned out before. I had never had a car repossessed before. I had never had a cell phone or phone turned off because I couldn't pay the bill. And I came face to face with my demons and looking in the mirror and realized I came from a place of lack. I came from a place of scarcity. When when push came to shove, when crises happens, our true self emerges, and I wasn't so happy about what I saw in that mirror. And I was scared, part of the expression, but I was scared shitless. Not ironically, because I had that mindset, that kind of what I call broke mentality, even though yes, I had lots of savings, I had had investments. I had had real estate investments stocks different things but guess what the recession didn't care <laughs> the recession did not care and unfortunately uh i had some people in my life who cared a little bit too much some very influential people family members and some other mentors of mine who i guess I wasn't meant to keep them as mentors because they were very judgmental and very harsh with their words and said, Lois, that was irresponsible of you. How could you have allowed this to happen? And of course, I was very vulnerable. I was very weak, if you will. And I chose to buy in to their conversation that they were having really about themselves because we project upon other people, right? And they spoke into my life i think we'd like to focus on the negative more than the positive so even though i had a lot of positive people around me too i allowed their words to crush my spirit and i do believe that's why i actually manifested an autoimmune disease four years later i do believe that's why my health was in peril because our health is ultimately part of our big picture part of what is manifested from our subconscious mind and if you think about that and if you're married to someone who maybe had a different upbringing and a different financial blueprint you know that's why you know i am going to have a divorce uh, lawyer uh, interview on here too because right now they say the domestic violence is up the divorce is going to be up and it all stems around this money consciousness or this scarcity Consciousness. Scarcity is the opposite of wealth. So I really think about this last 30 days, 60 days. Maybe you're listening to this six months from now, but I don't think things are gonna to change too much. I think the recession is is potentially gonna be worse than the Great Recession, and I don't say that to strike fear in anybody's heart. In fact, I hope it's the opposite. I hope I'm wrong. However, all I know is all I can do is all I can do. All I can control is all I can control. And you can control your mindset. Of course, you want to guard your heart, protect your mind. You know, don't watch the TV, watch the news maybe five minutes a day if you really need to. Don't engage in political, offensive posts and conversations online. That's also a scarcity mindset. Fuel yourself with abundant literature. Think and Grow Rich, you know, that was a book that helped me finding the right mentors and coaches. And I I found people for free, guys. I found there was people who had gone through what I had gone through and they helped me out for free because they had an abundant mindset. They know what you gives out, what you or I give out to the universe comes back tenfold. And they honestly, quite honestly, uh, they saved my life. And forever will I be grateful? In fact, some of these people I'm going to be interviewing on here on this podcast, simply because they made a shift by saying things, by spending time, by giving me their time, which is also abundance, right? Time is actually more valuable than money. You you can, you can make more money, but you can't make more time, depending on how you look at it, we'll talk about that on another podcast, leverage and outsourcing and all of those things is also abundance. But I learned so much through the recession, it took me a long time to overhaul my mind. And I'll be honest with you, I still have my moments. I've lost family members recently who died. It, it brought me back to some of that, that trauma. That I experienced because I was going through a lot I I chose to file bankruptcy and for some people in my upbringing that is a sin that is a mortal <laughs> deadly uh, like one of the seven deadly sins is to file bankruptcy and I'm here to tell you life does happen and renew after bankruptcy, I, 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 it took me three to four years to finally be able to to do it, because I had so much fear and so much pain and so much internal mental anguish. But once I did it, oh my gosh, I could breathe. And of course I had multiple six figures. You know, it, it doesn't matter what the amount was. It, it didn't make me a bad person. In fact, business is business. I found out later, I met people who had more foreclosures than me. I had three foreclosures, and then I met a guy who had 92. And he was a real estate investor. He was a guy who had lots and lots of money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, phew. Misery does love company, I guess, because I felt better after I recognized I wasn't alone. Almost every millionaire I know, and people that I quite honestly respect, they had filed bankruptcy too. Guess what, some of them even three times. They were homeless at some point. They had a lot of similarities to my path and I was like, okay, if they can come out of this alive and unscathed and abundant, why can't I? Really, truly, why can't I? Who am I not to be amazing and brilliant can pursue my dreams my 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 god-given right my American right so I want you to not overthink and fall prey to the bullshit that unfortunately I think in in America I don't know where you're listening from but in America they really push consumerism my husband used to work for Best Buy and oh my gosh the billions of dollars they made especially around Black Friday, Christmas, all of that stuff. You know, our economy is gonna change after this. And I I can't say that I'm sad about that. People are spending more time with their family. They're getting back to the basics. They're reducing fixed costs. They're not spending frivolously. And I'm I'm so sorry if you are impacted, if your industry, like the restaurant industry, is impacted, I, I don't ever, want to make light of that, because remember, I lost everything in the real estate crash, okay? I was homeless for a while, I had my bank accounts cleaned out, etc, etc. I think I painted my picture clearly enough that I actually have empathy and compassion. I don't have pity, because we can all rise above, we can all be the phoenix rising from the proverbial ashes, you just need the right tools. And that starts with your mindset. So I want you to write down right now, what does abundance mean to you? What does wealth mean to you? When I went through that journey, I... And I'm going to follow up with some of those tips here shortly so you can have them all in one shot. But I learned so much. I learned, A, I'll never, never, ever put all my eggs in one industry again. I had three streams of income, but they were all real estate related. Number two... I needed multiple streams of income in diverse, diverse, diverse situations, diverse industries. Because when one is up, another is down. You know, I haven't invested in the travel industry in this past year. I made a lot of money in those first nine months. Last three months, it's gone down. But you know what? It's gonna rebound like hot cakes, like a, a rocket catapulting to the skies, to the clouds, to the heavens. And I learned how to monetize the internet. I learned how to live and create from a place of true passion. Because when you have nothing to lose and everything to gain, you kind of get to start over. So part of me is really excited for those of you who can overlook the pain can overlook the fear who can embrace this experience and say what can i learn right now what new skill can i monetize you know there's a lot of people doing the instacart thing i'm not gonna lie i actually thought about it for two seconds and then i'm lucky i i, I got so many things going on that i i really don't need it or want it I, I got kids at home and all that good stuff but not to mention i'm saving a boatload on gas right now but anyway um i digress i learned how to do so much with so little and i monetize things that i'm still getting paid on today i have uh created an online teleseminar course because that was before zoom um i'm actually i taught a college course that was an online course mba level course for several years it was the first online course they ever had so i broke records i made a miracle happen just from creating something out of nothing I still have that teleseminar course, it's 33 hours. It's an at-home study course. Right now I'm slashing the prices. Normally I charge $197, it's 33 hours, guys. I could sell that for two grand if I wanted to. But I'm only selling it for $97 right now for the foreseeable future because I want people to experience what I experienced. I had people who took great strides in helping me succeed and that's what I wanna help you. That's what I wanna help you do. In fact, I'm gonna post that link to that course here as a bonus link and a bonus video also on how to leverage your time and money. But ultimately, I learned so much, it was worth more than any, I think, college education could pay me back with. That's what it did for me. And I'm still making money to this day because all I had to do is create one thing once and it's mine for the rest of my life. All I had to do was learn something once and I could do it forever. So what can you learn right now? What are your passions? Write those down too. Let me know if I can help you, even a free 30 minute coaching session. I only give so many every month, but if you wanna reach out, just go to my website, loiscoffee.com And, or shoot me a message on Facebook or LinkedIn, wherever you can connect with me. All of that's on my podcast homepage is how to connect with me. But, but really just find the right people, the right tools, the people who have gone before you, who are doing what you want to do, or they are, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they have that you don't have right now. And you want to create, talk to them. People are so willing to help and give right now. A lot of people have more time to do so. So I want you to give this some real hard thought. Maybe listen to this two or three times and ponder your next steps. Because what you do next is what matters. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter what happened when you were a kid. It doesn't matter if someone thinks you're crazy for filing bankruptcy. doesn't matter, bumpkiss, it doesn't matter. All that matters is today, here, right now and your decision to move forward and go into solution mode. Not excuse mode, solution mode. So here's some quick tips I want to finish with here. I always want to keep this about 20, 25. Maybe 30 minutes at the most because I know you got a lot of zooms right now. I've heard people are zoomed out. <laughs> I know I'm zoomed out uh, half the time. And I want you to really, really take these things to heart. Now, some of these things, and I'm only giving you about five or six things to, to ponder. Some of these things may not be possible right now, but save this, a journal of this, because the next recession that happens or maybe even a year from now when we're still in this recession maybe some of these will apply and maybe they won't so number one minimize your fixed expenses what bills can you call your cell phone provider you know what what bills can you cancel what do you not need right now like not many people need cable anymore Netflix and Hulu and all these other services, right? What can you minimize and then never bring back again? So that when you are working again or when you are rolling in the dough, you're actually gonna be better off than you ever realized. Number two, I already said this, don't rely on one source of income and definitely don't rely on one source of income or two or three, even in the same industry. The job is a job. It can be taken away. My husband knows that he's lost his job four times out of our first six years of marriage. That hurt. That did not help. <laughs> so how many sources of income do you have now? And I would say add one. If you have zero, maybe you can do two or three. Just make sure you're not spread too, too thin and you're not really honoring any one of them. But I would say by the end of this recession, if you don't have two or three solid sources of income, uh, you definitely need to talk to someone about your time management and your focus. Next one, monetize and build new skills. Back in the recession, I had never created a teleseminar in my life and I did. And guess what, 13 years later, I'm still selling it. it. Still has tremendous amount of value. Not to mention it was a lot of fun doing it too. Because again, I had nothing to lose, everything to gain, and I was building on a new skill that, well, yes, it required learning new things, and sometimes that was painful, and sometimes it was scary. I have continued to build on those skills, and now I have a podcast. Teleseminar 13 years ago, YouTube channel a few years ago, webinars and podcasts today. Next one, collaborate. Who can you reach out to that you really love and you always want us to do business with and say, hey, now's our opportunity. What can we do? I also did that during the Great Recession. In fact, I did that now. I created that, co-created that teleseminar series with a really amazing, brilliant, lovely friend whose name is Leo Ramos, who I'm also going to interview here on some point at time. But who do you really love that you've always wanted to do business with and that just never presented itself? Time, money, whatever. You can't say that you're too busy right now. I mean, I don't think. It's a great time to create and collaborate. A lot of the best companies and best businesses were created out of the Great Depression, the Great Recession, so on and so forth. The last one I'm gonna share with you today, just for sake of time, and if you want my full list, shoot me a message, contact me. I can get that to you. But the last one that I'm going to share with today, of course, is minify, sorry, minimize your debts or defer them. Minimize your debts or defer them. You know, I'm not an expert on debt consolidation, so I'm not going to go there, but who can you negotiate with right now? Credit cards, column, negotiate, lower interest rates we deferred about 5 grand worth of loans and car notes you can even defer your rent in some states don't don't console me on that cuz i'm not a financial advisor and i don't i don't know state laws you can also defer mortgage payments that's that's a personal decision but you know what millionaires do it billionaires do it one of my mentors is a millionaire in a mastermind with billionaires, so he's continually leveling up. And guess what? They all did that. Every recession, that's what they do. They put their, their notes and their loans, their mortgages all on on hold so they can move money around. Money is nothing but a form of energy, you guys. And the sad thing is, is way too many of us, including myself, in a past life, put way too much value on it. And when it causes things like divorce, unfortunately I've even seen it cause suicide when people ran out of money or were broke. It's caused addiction issues, homelessness. And all it was was a mindset shift that any one person could always draw the line in the sand. And you know what, money doesn't own me. It's necessary. It's important. I actually like making a lot of it. I love giving it away too. That's where the magic is. But ask yourself, how can we or I, my family, minimize debts, what can we defer? And everybody's negotiable right now. Everybody, banks, just you name it. Like I said, we deferred five grand. And that's that's a, a very beautiful thing. So, those are my thoughts for today. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I have a, a few different webinars this week if you're interested, uh, as well as my interview on Friday with Nicole Aspenson from Five Rings Financial and getting her perspective on this crazy time. For the meantime, I wish you much health. I wish you wish you. Much wealth and abundance at that, and much wisdom. Be well, my friends.